0: Hi. We'll try to do with Hashem's help a daily dose of uh, Halacha and Tanya. The Halach will be from with Hashem's help from the uh, Balatanya's al Harav, and then a a piece in Tanya. Well, we're going to start with Shara Yichad today. But first, we'll do some basics on Halacha Um I think that's easier for me to do, um, and it's good information and it won't be so long. Here we go. Okay. The Shocher kharav says in Reish and Gimel. Kiddush has to be Everybody starts off Shabbos making kiddush, and we all know that you have to have kiddush makom meaning that we all have nice Shabbos meals. And Bar Hashem, and it starts with kiddush. Kiddush is d'raisa Friday night, and d'raabanan on Shabbos morning. And the halach of kiddush, everybody knows, you can't eat before you hear kiddush, right? So, what exactly are the circumstances of the kiddush that make it appropriate, so that once you get that done, so to speak, that you can then eat? Is just you hear Kiddush in one shul and you go home and eat in at home? Absolutely not. The Kiddush has to be where you are having a suda. As he explains, <coughs> If you eat, make Kiddush one, in one place and you ate in another place, we'll soon define what we mean by place. It doesn't make a difference if you had in mind yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make Kiddush in shul, and I'm, gonna, I'm having in mind that when I get home, even though I live next door or across the street, and even more so, obviously, further away, I'll eat over there. That doesn't work. And especially if you decided as well that after you make Kiddush, Oh, you know what? I'd rather eat at home. I don't want to eat here. I don't like anything that's being served. Lo So when you go to the place you're going to eat, you have to make Kiddush all over again. The reason is because uh, the Torah says you should call Shabbos a pleasure. Now, the place where you're going to have your enjoyment, meaning you're a good meal, that's where the Kiddush should be. Obviously, if you're on some sort of a diet and you just want to hear Kiddush and that's it, and you're not eating anything afterwards, Obviously, you're not—you don't say Kiddush. You did not accomplish Kiddush. Okay, so what we learned over here is that you have to be at the place where you're eating when you hear Kiddush, which means that you you continue to eat. Now, let's say, let's say you don't want to have your meal here. So the halach is, and he might get to this later. The halach is that you at least have to have a mizonos of a Kesias in the place where you heard Kiddush. You don't actually have to drink any of the wine, but you do have to be there and hear Amen and make an Amen and then have a mezonos of, um, of a in order to, to have said that you finished Kiddush, and you're done, and you're a yote, and you can eat your meal somewhere else. Either that, or a lot of people do this, especially in Pesach, they at least have to have a revius of wine, um, like four ounces, five ounces of grape juice or wine. If you don't want to eat anything, you at least have to drink that. The shami says that that's okay. All right, so that's the first halacha in in Reish Shai and Gimel in Helchus Suda Kishmak Suda. So let's go on to um, Tanya Perik Aleph and Shu'yu Ched So it goes like this. The Tanya starts off by saying the Hayoim Vashivliselavecha. And it's very appropriate that we're starting with this today because that's actually a pasuk like in this week's parsha, Parshas Vayeskanan, that K'rush Baruch Hu tells us Moshe tells us you should know today and you should bring it into your heart that Hashem is the king, Hashem is God, in the heavens above, and on the earth below, there's nothing else that exists. And he says, Would want, We have to understand, what what is the Torah warning us? That there's no other God in the heavens above or on the earth below. Would we even come to think that there's some sort of sea creature down in the waters, in the depths, that Hashem has to warn us not to serve him and not to realize that that is a god that we have to we have to put it to our hearts so he begins like this he says in the passage your god your words are always standing in heavens now the bosham explains as follows your words that you said you hear that originally when hashem made the world the first thing created was water was all over the place and Hashem decided to say, Yehi there should be a firmament, a split in the waters, and there should be a Rakiah. These words, Yehi they are what is establishing the fact that is a separation between the waters. They stand there and they make up, the words themselves make up the Rakiah that's in heaven. And they enclose themselves in all the skies all the heavens, forever, (inaudible) to give them life. (inaudible) The word of our God exists forever. (inaudible) And his words are alive and live forever. (inaudible) If these letters that Hashem uttered with his mouth would leave and disintegrate and just puff like the magic dragon and go disappear... um, and they would go back to where they came from. The whole sky would disappear as if it never existed. And everything that's created in all the worlds, upstairs and downstairs, all together, even this physical world that we live in. And even things that are like stone, they they don't have any living factors whatsoever in them. If the letters of God's utterances would leave, inevitabs that shouldn't create the world, but Sheshme apparatus is the six days of creation, Hoisa Khazir the Ein Vap Mamish. will return to absolute nothingness. Like exactly as it was before God created the six days of creation. And That's what the Rizal says. Even in inanimate objects, like stones, earth, and water, there's an aspect of nefesh. (coughs) Life force, uh, which is what gives it its life force, it's the utterance of God's words um, in the in the. the, That give it life. Mahavahs Adomim, they're actually creating now and giving stability to the inanimate object. Leos Yesh to be a something. Me'ayin from nothing. The FS shalafneishes me'berishes that existed before. Shalafneishes me'berishes. The FS shalafneishes me'berishes. And you might ask, well, it doesn't say the word Evan in the ten ten first utterances. Shabatara. Afapikin nimshachiyus leEvan. The life force of the stone is drawn. Ayeidet ziru from the cheluthi osiyes by the different permutations and combinations of the letters that Hashem put into the first words when He created the Ten Firmaments, the Ten, the ten Sayings. Hamzgagal um, is for 231 gates, pun of backwards and forwards, is all these, all of these permutations of God's letters that he, that, he, that he gave, that He said. They create and give life force to everything in creation, which God says in Sefi that I think is uh, attributed back to Abram Mavinu or other Marishon. I forgot which, I'm sorry. Until it comes down, trickles down from the ten, the uh, Mamaros. And therefore comes to the, the word Evan as a stone. And that is the Evan's life force. And that is the Evan's life force in the 231 and that's the same thing with every single thing in existence from those 10 Memorias come all these different combinations the letters of the 10 first utterances that give everything in existence its life force because the actual things cannot get their life force directly from the Torah itself because the the holiness is too great bigger much bigger than the actual physical things that exist and they cannot possibly retain the life force that would be endowed to them unless it comes down to many many different permutations and levels and levels different combinations and which have to do with the 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 numerical value of the of the of the letters until it can come down and, and constrict itself and enclose itself to give form, to create these created beings. And that becomes its name as it's called on Shekodesh. The word Evan is is after all the permutations and changes and Gematrias, It comes down to this that's what, what is event, eventually the the receptacle in which the light goes in to create the stone itself so these letters have the power to create something from nothing so the to give it life forever because the Torah and himself are all, are all one and therefore the Torah is, is the source of all life through the Torah to this um, eventual creation physicality, that's what gives everything in the world its life force. So we say that uh, gives it by the. we um, that we should realize that everything in creation is only in existence now because of Hu spoke, and it's because He continues to give those spoken words life force that everything continues to exist. So everything is only here in existence because Hashem right now is actually so to speak, concentrating on giving it life force, and he's not withdrawing his life force. So anything you see is basically not independent of the Kosh Baruch whatsoever. It's right now Kosh Baruch so to speak, thinking about it in order for it to exist. Have a wonderful day.